We are back once more, two lively old men, going to talk about whatever the shit comes up, right? Two very lively old men, talking about shit coming up. Oh, yeah. no. One, one man about to get much older. Oh, no. Well, let's, I hope you got your depends on, because I really don't want to talk about your shit coming up. <laughs> you know? Don't have any problem with that yet. I mean, that's too lively for me. I mean, we're getting a little too lively here. That's going to happen. You know? I can't help it. <laughs> it's genetic. Just put a cork in there. Put a cork in it. Is that what they mean by saying put a cork in it? I think it means <laughs> it something else. It could be. I don't know. I think it means something else. I don't know. It could work, right? I mean, just shove a cork up there. Come on. Do you think there'd be enough pressure behind it to shoot it out? That could be dangerous. <laughs> Well, maybe you put the cork in there, and then you tie like a rope around your waist and pull the cork in there. I don't know. That's uh, more thought than I ever given to that yeah, subject. That is a lot more thought than I gave it to it. I don't even know why I'm even thinking. And you look at his face; he's disgusted by it now. Yes, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, I can. Yeah, nobody does, Derek. Don't worry. You're not the only one. Do you think I need professional help? I'm not sure professional is necessary because I don't think it's fixable. So. <laughs> don't waste your money uh, oh gosh oh, so yeah. so we were talking earlier uh today you were giving me some things about uh, rock stars that weren't the best things to know about them but uh uh you actually want to fill us in a little bit about a rock star or uh the person that you consider anyway to be the king of rock oh chuck berry chuck berry yeah i mean he really is the king of rock i mean don't get me wrong uh you know, they say Elvis is the king of rock, and I guess he deserves that title, and he gets it. Uh, maybe at that time, because of, you know, all the racism and stuff, they couldn't, you know. Can't give that to a black man. Right, which is ridiculous, because he was so great. Little Richard claims he was the king of rock. Um, you know, Richard, Little Richard was great, for sure. And I love Little Richard, and I love his attitude. He seems like an awesome dude, right? Um, but, I mean... Chuck Berry was the man. He had the guitar skills. I agree with you. Um, yeah. I mean, but I don't want to take anything away from Little Richard. I mean, Little Richard, I, I, he's one of the beginners too, I guess you would say. He's one of the beginning guys too. Oh, yeah, there's a group. But definitely. Chuck Berry definitely took, you know, he had the blues influences, you know, all the great blues players that you've heard of, you know, B.B. King and <coughs> Muddy Waters and all these people that were, even the, like a John Lee Hooker and the older ones, you know. I Chuck, saw John Lee Hooker one time. That's neat. He opened up for someone. I don't remember who he opened up for. I didn't know who John Lee Hooker was back then. Wow. I had to look it up afterward. Who the hell is this John Lee Hooker dude? Didn't realize it. I was a, it was a kid early in the 80s, right? right. So Chuck Berry, he just took this music, this blues style, wrote his own, and sped it up. He just Okay, that makes sense, yeah. And, and then there we got rock and roll. You know, blues is just a slowed down version of rock and roll. Oh, rock and roll. It's based, in my opinion, in blues. And his nickname is actually the father of rock and roll. I have heard that. Yes. So, I mean, he did get a title that he deserved. I mean, he should be the king. Elvis really didn't invent anything. Matter of fact, Elvis didn't even really write any songs. I mean, I know he wrote Love Me Tender, but I don't know any other songs that he wrote. You know? Really? Right. I mean, Chuck Berry wrote a shitload of hits, you know? Right, right. Um, you know, everybody knows Johnny B. Good. 
But what's kind of funny is that we're doing Chuck Berry, and, and actually there is a generation who don't know Chuck Berry. I mean, I was at work and I asked, you know, a younger guy we were working with, and and I was I asked him, do you know who Chuck Berry is? And I always like ask these younger kids if they know who this guy is, the Beatles. Mostly everybody heard of the Beatles. Yes. Didn't know who Chuck Berry was. I go, what about that song Johnny Be Good? And you figure everybody's heard Johnny Be Good, right? Oh, never heard of it. What do you live under a fucking rock? <laughs> That's what I was sitting here thinking. What do you live under a fucking rock? I mean, I guess you're too young to have saw Back to the Future, I guess, maybe. It's quite possible. Yeah, but I mean, how, how many times has that played over and over again? You know, when he does the Eddie Van Halen lead and uh, when he's playing, uh, you know, Johnny Be Good. Right. <laughs> I love that part. That, yeah, very good part. That's, I, well, I love those shows, so those movies. So we all know that Chuck Berry was, you know, American singer and songwriter and guitar player. Uh, I call him one of the main pioneers of rock and roll, if not the king. Like they said, he's the father. Um, he had interest in a very young age, I guess. So he was more or less a prodigy, I would say. You know, everybody knew he was great when he was young, you know. But he got his he got his big break. Um, well, he 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 played in a high school actually too, and um, he got busted for uh, armed robbery and was sent to a reformatory for three years from 1944 to 1947. And so when he got out, he that's when his life kind of changed and he got in a band and he was noticed and huh. had some hit songs right. and stuff. But he has a pretty sketchy, you know, record too. Which, as we've discussed in other situations, that that seems to be not as unusual as you would think. So, right. I mean, like, so in his earlier days, he was busted for transporting a minor across state lines. Why would he do that? She was a fourteen-year-old. I don't know why he would do that. I don't think he was taken to get her ice cream or anything. <laughs> you know. So he had that, and. Uh, then and then in the I think it was the eighties, the end of the eighties, he had a restaurant, and I think we talked about this a little bit in our other podcast. And uh, he was recording people in the restaurant bathrooms, um, and some lady noticed the camera, and they had a class action lawsuit with all these ladies. He ended up paying, you know, like I was like a million and a half, you know, to all these women. There was like fifty women in the lawsuit. Wow. Uh, one happened to be. A minor. Oh, okay. And they got a a, a, a subpoena uh, to get a warrant, and they went to his house and they discovered videotapes of of you know naked people and you know in that bathroom and and there was a minor in there and so he got busted for that. Yeah, it's a whole another charge there. Yeah. But he got off of everything by paying the fine. Money does a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. You and I don't wouldn't get off. Right. <laughs> right. But it just goes to show, I mean, mm. like some of these people that you know and love, you know, behind closed doors, they're, they do terrible things and just say they're only human beings, you know. And, oh, yeah. And people, people put them up on pedestals. Right. And, like they're these almighty and they're human beings like the rest of us. They have an, an ability we don't have. Rock stars are known for, you know, being with younger. Oh, yeah. I mean – I mean, we, if it was you or I, we'd be called pedophiles. Yes. But we don't call them pedophiles. I mean, maybe some people do. Um, what 80s band? Uh, She's Only 17? Uh, Winger. Yeah, Winger. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
How about your 16? You're beautiful. Oh, you're mine. Yes, never thought about that back I mean, then, like, though. A lot of songs glorify, you know, sleeping with teenagers. I mean, <coughs> uh, Sweet Little 16, Chuck Berry. Uh, we had to mention him because, you know. So I thought about that once, actually, about um, songs like She's Only 17 and Sweet Little 16 and that. And I'm like, also, oftentimes when these guys are writing these songs, they're young themselves. So they don't see 17, although I do don't understand the 14 thing. They don't see 17 being that all young because they're only 21, you know? Yeah. So back then when they were at that age and blah, 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 it doesn't seem that much younger. It doesn't seem like they're a minor, so to speak, even though they are legally. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, cause they're not that much younger than you really. So that's the only thing I can come up with. Other than that, I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> but there are some creepy things. Like I told you about Jimmy Page. You know, uh, Jimmy Page has some pretty sketchy stuff. Um, he was with this young groupy girl who was 14 years old. And um, there was a lot of stuff about, you know, him being with her. And, and now that he's, I don't know whether he's like 75 or 70, somewhere around there. And now he's with a girl 45 years younger than him, you know. So it's kind of weird that, you know, when he was younger, he was with minors. And it's well known and documented if you look it up. Um, and there's some really sketchy stories about Jimmy Page, and I don't know if they're true or not. You know, you never know what's true and what's not. But the true fact is, he was with a 14 year old girl, right? And that that is a true fact, right? I remember hearing that one, yeah. And uh, we put Jimmy Page high on a pedestal because he's so goddamn talented. I oh, mean, people put him as number one guitarist ever, right? And yeah. I, I would put him up on that list he'd be top five anyway for sure right and it's hard to think about you know i mean he was probably 27 years old steven tyler uh he had some uh issues with minors ted nugent had some issues with minors i mean these, these stories of some of these guys like steven tyler paid for a minor to have a, an abortion and he pressured her into it because of course Rockstar doesn't want a minor having a baby right right ted nugent literally this was on the uh, shocking most rock and roll moments it was a vh1 thing uh by that wrestler who plays rock and roll i forgot his name uh, chris uh oh uh yeah yeah he's got a band he's pretty cool i like him a lot jericho jericho yeah that's yeah. right but um, on the shocking most moments of rock and roll, um, they had a segment on that too. So um, it's interesting. Uh, 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 Ted Nugent actually paid the parents of his, I don't know, 14, 15 year old girl to adopt so he could take her away and live together and, you know, be a couple. So he adopted his his wife or his girlfriend or whatever. He made it illegal. <laughs> yeah. To me, that's something that's sick in, to me. And and, and, and and even for the parents to sell out their kid. Oh, here, here, rock star. Are, are they awed by the rock star? And that's why they give up their kid. I mean, I'd say, fuck you, go away. Yeah. I don't, that I couldn't, I can't explain that one at all. It's got to be money. Kind of like Michael yeah. Jackson. I know people leaving their kids with Michael Jackson. Now, now, I don't know if he was guilty or innocent, but you're leaving your kids with a grown man that you don't know to spend the night in his bedroom 
and stuff. And it, to me, there's something wrong with that. And I don't think I could ever do that no. with my kids. I mean, you got to think. I mean, this guy could be a fucking weirdo. You know? Yeah, he was a fucking weirdo. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. But as you've explained here with uh, Chuck Berry and others, that's not as unusual as we thought. Right. Right. And I don't know, I mean, where do you draw the line at before you, you don't like the artist anymore? I mean, like, like we talked about R. Kelly, you know, I mean, yes, I mean, he's a, he, he's a serial, like, I don't know what you'd call it, pedophile. That's what I interpret it to be. Yes. And then you got like, you know, people like that, like, or I can even say like Bill Cosby, you know, out of the music business. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, we all loved Bill Cosby growing up. He was so great. We loved Fat Albert. We loved uh, Pudding Pops. You know, we love the Cosby show. But we find out he's a huge serial rapist. So can you embrace that stuff anymore? Can you watch the Cosby show anymore? I will say I haven't watched the Cosby show in years, and that is the reason. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, that is the reason I haven't watched it. Once I was like, oh. So do mm, these people, not so funny anymore. Do these people who go into this business, is their moral compass already fucked up? Or does their moral compass get fucked up? Well, I, you got you got to think some are already, but I think when you get the privilege and the money and the power, and people do weird things with that type of stuff, and realize they can do whatever the hell they want, and no one's going to stop them. That's all I way only way I can put it because we see it happening in politics all the time too. So well, why wouldn't it, happen in? You're right, and they get by with shit. Yeah, I mean, like O.J. Simpson. I mean, he gets by with fucking murdering two people. Yep. You know. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Robert Blake killed his wife. You know, got by with that. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, it's, it's just, it's the privilege. Plain and simple. Chuck Berry put a camera in and in, in recorded minors and he just paid a fine. It's just, something's wrong here. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something wrong in the world today. Don't know what it is. Yeah, speaking of Steven Tyler, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, Something's wrong with our eyes. It, yes, there is. Mine are getting worse the older I get. By the way. <laughs> I'm looking at the TV, sitting back in my recliner. I'm like, wait a minute. I used to be able to see that fairly easily. Like, how come I can't read that word anymore? Are you a candidate for laser surgery at all or is it just old age? I don't know. I've Until I turned like 50, I didn't have a problem. I had, I had to wear reading glasses now to read what's on the page, whereas yeah. before I was 50, Me I was too. still doing this. And it came pretty fast. Like, it came pretty damn fast, too. Like weird. What was funny is uh, when I didn't even realize it was happening, and a friend of ours, Cindy, we're at a restaurant, and it's dark restaurant. It used to be called the Taco House in Portland. And uh, our daughter was uh, bartending. And we were going to have a couple beers, and we were going to have something off the appetizer menu. It was something like that anyway. So I'm trying to read the menu. It's bar, so it is dark, but there's a light over us, and I cannot read the menu. I'm putting it out further, putting it out further, and finally I stand up and walk over to a light that's brighter. And my, sin, my friend Cindy looks at me, and she goes, what are you doing? I said, well, it's too dark in here. I can't read it. She goes, it's not that dark. I can read it just fine. I looked at her and said, it's just too dark in here. She goes, no, sit down over here. She gave me her glasses. She goes, put these on. I put them on. Well, you're full of shit. Looked at it. I'll do whatever. I put them on my face, and I went, holy shit, I can read it again. <laughs> I know that's that's the way it seems. You, you really don't want to admit that you're getting old and losing your eyesight, right? You know, right? 
Yeah, but it does happen really fast. I mean, it, it was a fast thing. It wasn't, and I've always had good eyesight up to that point. So that was, yeah. And my eyesight wasn't that great, but it was good. I mean, like I could see. I and like as I got older, I noticed. You know, I'm like I got to hold stuff far away. Yeah. <laughs> I I needed longer arms. Right. That's weird. You know, but I I think I am a candidate for laser surgery, but. I might do that someday. We'll see. We'll get our insurance back here pretty soon, so I'll be going to the eye doctor. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And dental. Did you have anything else you wanted to tell us about old Chuckster, by the way, before we're done with him? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, he was also charged in 1987 for uh, assaulting a woman in New York. He busted out her teeth. <laughs> oh, whoa. That's an assault. Yeah, I guess you don't want to mess with Chuck Berry when he's in a bad mood. <laughs> so he had to pay out for that, too. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Yeah. Sucker punch, probably, too. No, I think I did get on Chuck Berry. I mean, we all know who Chuck Berry is. He's had uh, hit songs, Maybelline. Oh, one thing is uh, Chuck Berry sued the Beach Boys um, because they plagiarized one of Chuck Berry's songs. So now, the speaking of sweet little sixteen, you know, uh, um, Surfing USA. Okay. Listen to the both songs; they're exactly the same song. One is Surfing USA, the other is Sweet Little Sixteen. Oh. You know. Huh. Yeah. I may have to check it out now. I had never thought of that. So they got busted for that. Huh. The Beach Boys. Again, uh, when, when you've been bringing up the stuff about plagiarism and stuff, I've, that happens more than I realized. Yeah. It's interesting because yeah, that happens way more than I realized. I can't even sing. I was going to sing you the song to show you the difference, but I can't even sing the song now without mixing the two together because they're so similar. Huh. Yeah. I'm, of course, now if I hear it, I will never get it out of my head. So, <laughs> Have you ever surfed before? No. I tried to boogie board one time. Uh Massive wipeout. Oh, yeah. um, actually, when it all happened, I thought maybe I was going to kill myself because I was underwater. It came it came down, and I came down head first into the sand underwater. Boom. Oh. And I could hear my neck pop oh, and snap. Oh, God, you're lucky you didn't break your neck. Yeah. So Shit. I thought, this is it. I'm done. We're in Hawaii. We're on vacation. So um, well, I, you remember me telling you I had surgery on my neck, right? So Probably six years later, I started having problems. I think that might have been what caused all my neck issues was that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't have issues immediately. What was funny about it was it hurt really bad. And I looked at my wife and said, we got to go back. We can't. I know Damon's having fun, but we got to go. I This isn't good. You know, I thought I'd basically almost killed myself. And got back to the condo. And she, I said, I need some Advil or something. And took like four Advil. And I think I passed out for like four hours. But she was watching me because I had hit with worried about concussion. I told her I'm worried about concussion. But, I, but she was watching me and I was fine. I woke up. All the pain was gone. I felt good again. I didn't think anything of it. I thought, I got lucky. Yeah. And then, of course, years later, I started having pains and issues. And they had to do surgeries on my neck. And I think that's what caused it. Yeah, we had the same surgery pretty much. Yeah, but I remember hearing my neck pop or feeling it, however you want to say it, when it does that, when I hit the sand, I hit really hard. That's awful. I thought, well, I'm going to suck in right here and I'm going to drown. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> did yeah, it? I would never surf, I'll tell you, because I just don't like sharks. 
<laughs> That's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. Once you've seen Jaws, you're never going in again. I mean, I don't need to surf. You know, I mean, there's too many live creatures out there. I think surfing is cool. You know, but it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather. I'd rather swim in a public swimming pool. I mean, the worst thing you can run into there is like a piss slick. <laughs> I don't know. I. I I like freshwater rivers and stuff where live creatures and jellyfish aren't going to like sting you. And I, there's too many live creatures in the fucking ocean, Matt, for me. You know? You know, under all those rocks you're on top of, there's crawdads. I, uh, crawdads. I, I can deal with crawdads. Oh, okay. But it don't taste like chicken. No, they don't. So I grew up in the country, so I learned how to swim in the reservoirs and lakes and creeks and rivers. I didn't learn how to swim in somebody's damn pool. We learned how to swim in that way. It was cold water. It was fish underneath you or whatever was in that, you know. So You know, crawdads have really uh, reduced in years because, like, when I used to go to, like, Salmon Creek, my parents lived along the creek. And, God, back in the olden days, I mean, they were, they were everywhere. And now it's kind of hard to spot one. I mean, you see them, but they're a lot less than they used to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. If you're going to go out there and eat a meal, good luck. They have a crawdad festival here in town every year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into killing a little tiny creature just for a little tiny tail. You know, I mean, give me a big lobster tail. Or something. <laughs> I'm not fucking go big or go home. Damn it! I mean, what do I? What am I going to eat? Fucking fifty fucking crawdads. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. That's kind of a lot of. Work. I had a uh, uh, when I first had crawdad was here at crawdad festival, and uh, I had crawdad tacos. Ew. They were good. That's gnarly, dude. I don't like any seafood in my fucking Mexican food. I didn't used to until I tried it, and it's actually done really well usually. So well, Some people like it. I mean, but I used to think the same thing. I'm like, seafood, Mexican, that doesn't make any sense at all. And I thought, wait a minute. Teach your own. A lot of this Mexican food is on the coming from the coasts of, the, of Mexico down south, and they would obviously eat seafood. Like ruining a fucking pizza, put anchovies on it. I've had those before. Oh, Not a big fan, no. That's just gross. <laughs> oh, anchovies. Um, let's see. So have you ever – do you like liver? No, I don't like the smell of it. My, our parents used to try to make us eat liver when we were kids. Had oh. to eat it. Man, go through the ketchup to eat that thing. Ugh. Had to go through a lot of ketchup. What about cow balls? Never, never had those. Really? Doesn't appeal to me. How about bull dick? No. No, no bull dick. No. <laughs> no. What are you eating today? What are you barbecuing today? Oh, I'm trying this bull dick. <laughs> Barbecue bull dick. Angus. Not just your any old bull. It's an Angus Ooh, bull. Angus. Yeah, much more flavorful. Yeah. <laughs> Angus dick. Especially with the white sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was gross. Why'd I say that? Uh, that <laughs> Onion balls, man. Onion <laughs> balls. I'm going to puke on my vomit in a minute. <laughs> oh, Lord. So give me some bands that you can think of that, are, that became a band because of family members. Not because of two guys that met at a bar one night, because two brothers or a brother and a sister or two sisters or whatever, or 
some cousins got together, but you know what I mean? You know, I can't think of a lot of those, but I mean. So I'll start this discussion. How's that? Hart. Two sisters. Definitely. Uh, both talented. From what I understand about Hart, though, and uh, you've got Ann Wilson, who's always had, even when she was younger, an excellent voice. From what I've read, Nancy Wilson wasn't really that good on the guitar to start with. She learned as they went along, and because the, when they first started, she wasn't even a lead guitarist. She was kind of just uh, in there doing her thing, learning guitar while the other guys did their thing. Now she does do all that stuff. But back then she didn't. I'm in love with Nancy Wilson. Nancy Wilson, yeah. She, for me, when it comes to rock and roll women, she ranks up there next to uh, Stevie Nicks. She's a she's not Stevie Nicks, but she ranks up there as female rockers that I... She is such a good guitar player. Yeah. And again, our great guitar lists. Was she even on your list? No, but she should be. Yeah, see? <laughs> Derek list keeps getting longer and longer. And so longer. should that girl who played for Alice Cooper or Orionte? Oh, yes. She wow. kicks ass. Yeah. Yes. All right, but let's get longer. I don't even know about the guitar listening anymore. I, I think I'm just going <laughs> to be five of my favorites. And I cannot honestly say anybody's better than anybody. They all made their mark. They're all fucking talented. Uh, it's so fucking hard. I just want to say that I put Eddie Van Halen as my number one. Uh, it's just my number one, and I put Richie Cotton as my number two, and that's all I can do, and the rest are just in there. Yeah, so for me, it would be Eddie Van Halen, number one. I mean, we're both on the same page with that. I would probably say Jimmy Page, number two. My favorite bass player would be Billy Sheehan. On uh, He was on Mr. Big, and he was also, he's also on the Winery Dogs with Richie Cotton. That guy is freaking... I didn't realize how good he was until the Winery Dogs, actually. Oh, my goodness. He's, That's when I realized how good he was, yeah. I mean, he's like a, a Eddie Van Halen on the bass. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, uh, that's when I really paid attention to him and noticed and he was doing stuff. And then my top drummers are on the same band. Uh, uh, Mike Portnoy is one of my favorite top drummers. When I, when I watch you know complex stuff of people doing complex stuff on the drums, I mean, he's got so many examples online of how good he is. You know, it's it's like... When, when he left Dream Theater, they put auditions for him. Uh, it took so long because nobody could do what Mike Portnoy could do. And then I'd probably put John Bonham. i put Neil Peart. Um, I would put Ginger Baker, you know. And if I, you know, I don't put some 80s stuff, you know. I put like Tommy Lee. He's killer. Um, right. He would do all those, you know, he would really make a show, roller coasters, going over the the audience in, in like a big cage and spinning around in circles and spinning his sticks. I mean, he had a lot of energy. He was a showman. Yeah. And tight, crisp drummer. You know? Yes, very much. So uh, it's just so hard. I can just say who my favorites are. And like I said, you know, I'm missing a bunch too. So a question for you, since we're talking drummers, one guy that gets overlooked because of his brother, Alex Van Halen and his drumming. I wouldn't put him up there with those guys, but he's not a name you hear as much. You Is know, that because of his brother or because he's just not? I don't know. I would put him up with those guys. Would you? Definitely. I, okay. I would definitely. I mean, but see, look, he's a name you don't hear people say. Look at the beginning of just Hopper Teacher, where he's drumming. Oh, yeah. Out. Sounds like a fucking machine. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, a, a, I don't know, a motor or something. I don't know. That's amazing. And, and, and just you watch what he does in his set. Uh, he's a very technical skills. So I think though people overlook him because of his brother. And then since we're going there, 
and I said bass players, I want to put Michael Anthony. Oh yes, overlooked right the again, players. another overlooked one. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he backed up. He was the rhythm behind Eddie Van Halen. Yep, yep, he was. Yep, he, he still does a very damn good job. With they Sandy. don't have a rhythm player, so no, they don't. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm gonna go and. I don't think anybody's really better than anybody. Everybody's got their own styles. Everybody did their contribution. And like I said, there's a lot I've missed, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. We'll get into drummers again. Yeah. I'm not surprised. we got a lot we can talk about when it comes to music. I, I could write pages and pages. And what about – you ever seen Buddy Rich? Yes. I was going to say, do we have anybody that's not rock and roll? Holy shit. Yeah. He's the most incredible guy I've ever seen. Yeah. He's amazing. I mean, like, look up Buddy Rich, people. I don't know if he's a jazz drummer more, right? I think he's a jazz drummer more. But this guy's, I know he's dead now, but he's an old school, way back in the Carson days, I would say, because I saw him on the Carson yep. show. And uh, he's just incredible. Just look at Buddy Rich, watch him do some drum solos, and you'll go, whoa, that guy could have been a rock star. You know? All right, well, we're done for today. Thanks for listening. I don't want to go, man. I'm having fun. Hope you listen again. Take Peace. Take care, everybody.